Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information, head to calvarystgeorges.org. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. This fall, uh, as you know, we are in the midst of a series of sermons on the great themes of the Reformation, and we began three weeks ago with the theme of Scripture alone. Two weeks ago, it was Christ alone. Last Sunday, it was faith alone. And this morning, the theme is grace alone. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Words that were written by a slave trader whose life was turned upside down by amazing grace. Now, in order to get a handle on grace alone, I want to remind you of a fellow named Charlie Brown, and you may know him as the central character in the comic strip called Peanuts. Charlie Brown is a terrific fella, but everything goes wrong in his life all the time, and every time Charlie Brown gets knocked down, he says just one word, and the word is sigh. The word sigh identifies his entire life. Now, there's no direct evidence that St. Paul ever read comic strips, but in today's second lesson, he quotes Charlie Brown, because in this passage, the word sigh and the word groan mean exactly the same thing. St. Paul says, the whole creation has been sighing inwardly, has been groaning inwardly. And not only the whole creation, but you and I, we ourselves sigh inwardly. We groan inwardly. So let me just ask you, what is going on in your life right now that might be causing you to sigh this morning? What situations or relationships or struggles might be causing some groans in your spirit? I have a dear friend who, when he stands up in the pulpit, often says, every single one of you at this moment is either in the midst of a crisis, or you're going into a crisis, or you're just coming out of a crisis. So what have you brought with you this morning? Let me give one example. Um, A friend of mine has a vegetable garden in her backyard, and last week I noticed there were a lot of weeds in her garden, and being the thoughtful, wonderful person I am, I decided to weed her garden for her, and then she came home, and I showed her the weeds. And she sighed, and she groaned, and then she said, well, there goes my cilantro. These past few weeks, and you all know this very, very well, there have been some other sighs and some other groans that all of us have felt in one way or another that have been a whole lot more serious. There are those groans from Las Vegas, those groans from Puerto Rico, those groans from Texas and Florida, those groans from Mexico City, those groans from Charlottesville, those groans from Northern California and the wildfires. 
And you also know some of those silent groans that others don't hear. The groans that come from beds in nursing homes. The silent groans from daily routines that can feel like slavery. The silent groans from relationships that are rocky. The silent groans from that nagging conscience. And St. Paul, in the second lesson, tells us where these groans come from. He says they can be placed in one of two categories. One category is the groan of death, and the other category is the groan of life. And then he says, all right, all of you at Calvary St. George's, what do you think? Listen to the sufferings of this present age, and listen to your own inward groaning, and then decide. Are they death rattles, or are they birth pangs? And as soon as St. Paul asks that question, he gives the answer. And the answer is the word grace. Paul declares point blank that for the person who is encountered by Jesus, there is hope. There is hope that because of grace, because of amazing grace, death rattles may be transformed into birth pangs. And then he says, by this hope, we are saved. Amazing grace. It's the hope that comes from Jesus, who has known the death rattles of deeper sighing and deeper groaning than any of us will ever know. My song is love unknown, my Savior's love to me, love to the loveless shown that they might lovely be. Oh, who am I that for my sake my Lord should take frail flesh and die? Amazing grace. It is the total, 100% unconditional forgiveness that was won for us by Jesus on the cross. Forgiveness that hangs in there when our hearts wander. Forgiveness that hangs in there even when we try to throw it off. Oh, to grace, how great a debtor daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Amazing grace. It is the grace that transforms death rattles into birth pangs because it is the grace that triumphs over every single loss that the world and the devil can throw at us. Oh, wounded hands of Jesus, build in us thy new creation. 
Our pride is dust, our vaunt is stilled. We wait thy revelation. All of that triumphs over loss, we bring our hearts before thy cross to finish thy salvation. Amazing grace. It was the grace that was in a friend of mine's kitchen this past week. And when a dear friend of mine said, I feel more blessed and grateful and alive than I have in years. And when I asked why, he said, because last week, for the first time in my life, I stood up in front of a group and I said, I am an alcoholic. And I felt a million pounds lifted off my shoulders. I felt I could breathe. I felt loved. Amazing grace. I've spoken here before about a man named Father Gregory Boyle. He's a Roman Catholic priest who has a ministry with gangs in Los Angeles. And he started a company called Homeboy Industries. It's a ministry in which former gang members are given uh, jobs and hope. And in 2005, First Lady Laurel Bush asked Father Boyle to speak at a youth conference in Washington, D.C., she also asked him to bring three gang members, and that is when the groans began. Groans that felt like death rattles. If you went to central casting to ask for three gang members, then Alex and Charlie and Philippe would fit the mold. One of them had a fake leg because his real leg had been shot off by a rival gang when he was at a baptism. Can you believe it? More groans. Another one had already done 31 laser treatments to remove tattoos with dozens more to go. More groans. All three had done time. They had to get permission from their parole officers to go to Washington. More groans. And then when the conference was over, uh, the gang members went to the White House for a reception. And one waiter had a tray of small white potatoes filled with caviar. And the gang member named Alex popped one into his mouth. Instantly, he spit it back out. And he said in a really loud voice, this stuff tastes nasty. Except he didn't use the word stuff. He said another word that begins with the same letter. Major groans. Major death rattles. And then came amazing grace. Father Boyle and the gang members were on a plane flying back to Los Angeles, and Alex got up to use the bathroom. And when he came back, he said to Father Boyle, I was talking with the lady back there. And Father Boyle looked back and saw a flight attendant. Alex said, I made her cry. Then he said, I hope that's okay. And Father Boyle said, well, Alex, that might depend on what you said to her. And Alex said, well, she saw my homeboy industries t-shirt and my tattoos, and she started asking me questions. So I told her all about me and prison and you and what we do at Homeboy Industries and how it had changed my life. Then I told her last night we had dinner at the White House. I told her the food tasted nasty. Alex paused, and then he said, and then she started to cry. And Father Boyle said to Alex, Well, son, 
What did you expect? She just caught a glimpse of God's grace. And she recognized you as the shape of God's heart. And sometimes people cry when they see that. May I say that there are glimpses of God's grace, amazing grace, all over Calvary St. George's Church right now. And may I also say that if that's not a reason to pledge, to support the ministry of this place in the year ahead, then I don't know what is. So I close with this question. What sighs and groans may you have brought with you this morning into this church? And could it be that right now, the Lord Jesus is at work with amazing grace to transform them into birth pangs of forgiveness and love and hope, even right now. for listening to our sermon podcast produced and recorded at the parish of calvary st george's in the city of new york if you feel led to support the continuing ministry of the parish you can make an online donation at calvarystgeorges.org slash giving thank you